When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Let's flip it then, I guess, to the offensive side of the ball and talk about arguably, you know, what you said is one of the biggest positions of need um, for this Packers offense. So thinking about positions that are going to be like completely overhauled, I think tight end is probably above safety at this point in terms of who is going to be back. There may be equivalent because the only... The only guy that is unequivocally going to be on this roster next season is Josiah DeGora. And that's because he's on his rookie deal. <laughs> um, you have Mercedes Lewis, obviously, who has been, you know, kind of signing these like one year deals for the last couple of seasons to stay in Green Bay. I think irregardless of the Aaron Rodgers decision, Mercedes might decide to hang it up. Right. He's had an illustrious career. He's had 17 seasons in the league. He is in his late 30s. Nothing would surprise me anymore. I think it's unfortunate because he plays such a specific role in this offense that cannot be replicated by anyone else, at least not anyone currently on this roster. So they're going to need to go out and find that big body blocking tight end. There's not that many like him. He's so unique. Um maybe that's what they're training Josiah DeGuara to become. Who knows? Um, not that he's the right size. Uh, and then there's Robert Tunyon, who is also a free agent. I think at one point I would have said I could see them bringing him back. I'm 50-50 now on Tunyon. I think that he hasn't played up to his 11 touchdown season enough to get paid. So if he wanted to take a team-friendly deal and stay with the Packers, that wouldn't surprise me. But I can also see any number of another team saying – that guy has something that we'd like and we're going to go out and sign him to more than the Packers can afford. I don't know how you feel about it, but either way, the Packers are going to have to draft a tight end. They might have to sign, you know, a tight end in free agency. Like this position needs work and tight end is so important to the Matt LaFleur offense between you know, blocking and also just we've seen at least even in this playoffs, like what a, you know, multi-dimensional tight end does for offenses and I know that it's you know a dime a dozen to find a George Kittle or a Travis Kelsey but these teams that we're watching even a Hayden Hurst right the Bengals just we just watch Hayden Hurst carve up the bills off uh, defense um, you just you need a guy like that on your team at this point so the Packers are going to have to find one some way somehow. I'm really glad that you mentioned Hayden Hurst because he was literally who I was thinking of as somebody who, you know, kind of took a leap, took a gamble, went to a team and has just, I think, exceeded expectations. And, you know, he's probably somebody that the Bengals would like to bring back for their offense, but he's definitely going to be a lot pricier now as an unrestricted free agent this year. Really a lot of impressive tight end names on this list as far as free agents are concerned, but most obviously out of the Packers um, salary range. You got Mike Gusecki on here, Dalton Schultz, Evan Ingram, Austin Hooper. 
and then Hayden Hurst, like you mentioned, and Robert Tunyon as some of those big names that are going to be available. So, you know, the Packers do obviously have Josiah DeGuara, like you said. I think he's going to get some looks, but I don't necessarily think the Packers believe in him as like a, a tight end one. I think he's more of like a gadget guy for the offense. And then, you know, even after his uh, preseason struggles, the Packers have been very adamant about Tyler Davis and their belief in him. So he's still on the roster, but again, doesn't really feel like anybody that's going to emerge as like tight end one. So a position they're either going to draft highly or, like you said, look to free agency for if they're able to find the budget to do so. I think when people hear about, oh, taking a tight end high, they're like, mm, really? I, I just feel like this position is not as like, valued by fans as it is by NFL teams. And I will repeat what I just said, like this position is everything to Matt LaFleur's offense. The amount of times we see two tight end sets on the field, whether it's with Mercedes Lewis as basically a sixth offensive lineman and Tanyan as the pass catcher or Deguara out there, like lead blocking for the run game. Like this is everything for the Packers. And I am 100% on board with them doing what they need to do, whether it's draft or free agency with whatever capital they have to go out and redo this position. Because if you're going into the season with Josiah DeGuara and Tyler Davis and like, who knows who, I, I, I think it's going to be really to the detriment of this offense, no matter who's under center. So there are some fun guys as we get into the draft that we will look at, um, for those of you listening that know how big of a Notre Dame fan my dad is, um, he's obviously looking at Mr. Mayor out there um, at 15, which I think, again, might be a little bit rich. But, like, there's a lot that I think the Packers are able to do. But, like, this is so high on the list for me of, like, area of focus, I guess, this offseason. I agree. And I think part of that um, kind of segueing, it's not necessarily a huge position of need when you compare it to all the other positions that we've already talked about. But pre-show, you know, I brought up the wide receiving core. And I think just because it's going to look so different, you know, Alan Lazard is a free agent. Randall Cobb is a free agent. We don't know if they'll be back. We don't know if the quarterback will be back. Um, so you've got Christian Watson as your one. Romeo Dobbs is a really nice complimentary piece. Samori Toure, obviously the Packers drafted. But that's basically it. You know, yeah. the Packers always have a vet in the room. So we'll see if they decide to bring somebody back or bring a new receiver into the building. Historically, the last couple seasons, that hasn't worked out well for them with these injections at wide receiver. Thinking of Sammy Watkins and Devin Funches as maybe the most recent examples of the Packers doing that. They could still draft, you know, one or two, and they likely will just to infuse some talent into that room. And, you know, it's not to say Christian Watson can't be the face of this wide receiving core. I think he will be, and I think he's kind of proven that he deserves some of that going into his sophomore season. But I just historically, like we already talked about, the Packers love to pair vets with younger players. And I think they'll want to have some type of vet presence at wide receiver in there, um, you know, in that room. I could not agree more. I, I think... To me, Alan Lazard is not coming back. Um, I just based on things he said and probably the amount he wants to get paid, which is deserved. I, I doubt that the Packers are going to be able to come to an agreement with him. I think depending on who's under center will also determine what they do, because if they're going to stick with Rodgers, I can see them bringing Randall Cobb back again on a pretty cheap one-year vet minimum deal. It's something I can envision Cobb agreeing to as well, like get another season in, play with your buddy, whatever it is. 
But if it's Jordan Love under center, I actually think the need for a vet wide receiver is even greater. Just like exactly what you said, just from their experience, their understanding of playbook, having like a bit of a, I don't want to call it a security blanket because they'd be new to the quarterback, but there's something about a vet wide receiver who's been out there a number of years that acts as some level of security blanket. And again, they did the thing. They've done the thing with some vet pass catchers, like you said, that hasn't turned out great, but you never know what can happen if they try to do it again. But I, I would be a little concerned about this room, regardless of a big jump from Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs, because I think that's the duo of the future. Mm -hmm. um, if Jordan Love is the quarterback and he doesn't, that's who he's going with. These are That would be a very, very, very young offense. And basically your vet on offense at this point would be a couple of your offensive linemen and Aaron Jones. And not, like, I think that's wonderful. Um, and I I just talked about this with Packaday. We're not going to talk about the running back group, but I'm all in on them keeping Aaron Jones because I think he's unbelievably Same. important to this offense from a personal and a, you know, player perspective. Um, but the wide receiver room when they're in wide receiver meetings with QB, et cetera, like they are, they're just going to need somebody who's older than 22 years old. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, we'll definitely dive into this quite a bit. There's a lot of really fun free agents um, that we can talk about. But even like a Juju Smith-Schuster, McCole Hardman's on this list. He would be so fun in a Matt LaFleur offense. I think about some of these like gadgety players and, you know, just the speed that, mm -hmm. that could open things up. But I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned Aaron Jones because I think that he truly has so much value as a pass catcher and as a receiver that even though he's not listed, you know, as a wide receiver on the offense, I think that you know, he does a lot and AJ Dillon to a lesser extent, but I think that's what makes them so valuable. And, you know, whatever tight ends come in are going to have to be pass catchers because we saw a little bit of it from Josiah DeGuara. Mercedes Lewis is fun and like really limited looks. Robert Tunyon didn't really live up to expectations. So they're going to need like a bevy of pass catchers because one of the themes we talked about all this season was Matt LaFleur having a bag of tricks for each player. And I right. think that he's going to, he's going to need to come up with some new bags of tricks for whoever yeah. is on the roster. And I can see like, they've filled a lot of holes on this roster with guys like Romeo Dobbs with guys like Christian Watson. And I, I mean, I'm on the Christian Watson, you know, wide receiver one train. I could see them targeting a slot guy in the draft Agreed. Um, pretty high, like maybe a second, you know, again, like you taking a second round pick on a, on a, one of the top slot receivers. I don't think that this is the year to find your ex, you know, but they already did. They found him last season. They don't need to take somebody super high. I'd rather them, you know, use their 15th pick on a much more like a different premium position um, and then find somebody on day two because that's the sweet spot. But I think if I was going to pinpoint one place that they'd target in the draft, it would probably be slot receiver. I agree. And I think it's really interesting too, because, you know, I know Packers fans get kind of frustrated that, first round picks historically are on the defensive side of the ball, you know, with this green Bay front office, but I think it, it makes sense. And, you know, we keep talking about how there are a couple players away and, you know, I, I like the direction the defense is going. We can talk about the coordinator a different day. You know, I think we've said what we need to say about that and what that looks like, but the Packers are really good at finding offensive pieces. And regardless, you know, of who the, the quarterback would be, they've got, a lot of cornerstone pieces. Christian Watson is going to be the face of the offense for a very long time. If Aaron Jones comes back, he will also be in yeah. that conversation. So a lot of these pieces that they would need to fill on the offensive side of the ball are easier to find 
on your late day two, early day three draft picks. I completely agree with you. But of course, as always, the Packers will probably do something totally unexpected. So I will say I can't picture them going out and making a big splash at wide receiver in any capacity during free agency. And I don't mean that just because they have no cap space. They think even if they do somehow make enough room, that's not the position that I can envision them targeting. I can see them doing a very similar like Sammy Watkins type signing. And I'd actually almost prefer that they do that, although hopefully this time it turns into production on the field (laughs) yeah but that type of contract I I'd be thrilled with again because you know that Rodgers also if he's under center and they can't bring back everyone he wants let's say they lose Alan Lazard they lose Robert Tunyon Mercedes Lewis decides to retire you get to get keep Randall Cobb Rodgers is going to need another vet simply um you know you're just gonna need a third guy on the field um, unless you know everyone in that building thinks Watson and Dobbs are you know it's Randall Cobb Watson Dobbs I think that that works as a top three but I can just see them going out and, and getting someone additional I agree any other thoughts I mean I know we'll dive into like the Packers free agents in more depth Mason Crosby is a free agent we can save that conversation for another day what we think will happen yeah. with special teams but any other like you know sneaky positions that you're thinking that maybe could be drafted sooner than we would expect or looked at in free agency? I think the Packers will always take an offensive lineman high if they yep. like somebody. I, I don't think they care at all. They'll go into camp with 14 offensive linemen. It does not matter. And I also don't think that some of those top five spots are locks at Agreed. the moment. Um, I think you know you have your left side locked up because they paid both those guys, but your center guard right tackle is a question mark. We didn't talk about the offensive line, but there's potentially like some moves there that is going to be different. And I think that's fine because I don't think they're starting five, you know, played up to the standard this season. So that's the only one I'd say, like I could so see if one of the top tackles falls to 15, that that's who the Packers take in the first round. Yeah. I agree with you because I love Yash. I think he's a great, you know, swing tackle for depth. We don't know what will happen with David Bakhtiari. I would imagine that he'll come back. Brian Gutekunst kind of alluded to the fact that he wants him back. But if for whatever reason he doesn't want to stick around, if Rodgers leaves, whatever. We'll save that. We'll save that conversation for another day. I feel confident that he is. I'll just put that out there. Um, I think that David Bakhtiari is the kind of player who makes his own decisions regardless of um, what other people do. Just strikes me as that kind of player. Um, and he did get paid a hefty amount, but <laughs> regardless, there's going to be a lot of changes on this roster. There's going to be, I think, some restructures in the future, maybe a trade or two, who knows, but we should expect there to be a decent amount of turnover. I agree. And I think trades are one of those sneaky avenues for the Packers to kind of offload some of the contracts they don't love, bring in some, you know, maybe they'll trade for a vet wide receiver or like a second string tight end and just, you know, kind of round out some of their rooms that way. But again, that'll be a conversation for another show. Cause I think we could, we could talk about this for hours, but that is all the time that we have for today's show. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at PWSS podcast. You can find Perry at Perry underscore Goldstein find me at maggie j loney remember to always download each episode and subscribe wherever you find your favorite podcasts we are on just about every platform and we appreciate the ratings and the love that you give this show 
We'll be back next week. You know, we'll see what happens. I guess really quick, any thoughts on the conference championships? Who you got? You got Super Bowl picks, Super Bowl favorites? Um, I'd like to see Bengals Eagles. Same. We're in agreement. So it'll probably be a Chiefs 49ers repeat. Of course it will. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll talk about that next week. But thank you again, as always, for listening to the show. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 